Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but I guess because the second season premiered on Thursday, it was one of those shows that I know that both of us have talked about it. Like, what the hell is the Kominsky, Kominsky method? Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm kind of mad that I didn't get onto it from the, ver- from the, from the very start because it's actually a very that, good little show, isn't it? It is. And the, I think the goofiest thing for me is I can't believe it's been a year since, over a year since the first season came out. Yeah. Like when I when I started watching it, I was like, oh, you know, this hasn't been out very long. And I was like, oh, crap, it's been over a year and they're coming out with the second season, which so. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Maybe if from the beginning I knew who was behind it, uh, Chuck Lore, then I probably would be like, oh, so it's Chuck Lore. I'm going to just going to get on it. But uh, truthfully, the very few times that I heard about the Kaminsky method was for a nomination, Golden Globe nominations and things like that. And I don't know that they do a great job at picking um, the best, you know, little excerpts <laughs> to, to, to show that. you, you know. So yeah, I'm like, eh, what is this? You know what I mean? Like two old dudes just lamenting being old. So they don't, I don't know that I, I, I ever found it funny whenever they put like, oh, this is Kaminsky Methods, you know, like, uh, first of all, the name is a bit strange. So it is, it is, you know, tempted to I think that it's funny, is it? Yeah. And when, when I told my husband about it, he was like, oh, is that that, that sex thing? Because there's, there's a, a series that's the. The something method that's very similar to Kaminsky. And I'm feeling I'm having a senior moment. I can't remember the name oh, of it. Something on HBO, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, about yes. about these couple of, uh, what are they, like, you know, psychologists, sex therapists, sex therapists yeah, and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's something method. Like, no, yeah. it's not that. It's, <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is this is Netflix and it's it's about two old guys and, I mean, sex is discussed, but I don't think it's anything at all like like what he was thinking it was. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Graham. I'm not 100% on my A game. I'm pretty sure I have the flu. So if, oh, God. if the mic goes silent, it's because I'm coughing my brain. Oh, <laughs> come on. You feel that bad? Jeez, man. <sighs> I'm sorry, Jojo. Um, it's okay. Are you, it's are okay. you like you like running fevers and stuff? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so let's go ahead and keep this short. <laughs> All right, so, you know, again, we, we started talking about it before we, we talked about it. So let's go ahead and formally introduce the show. How about that? Yeah, we're, we're really good at, at not introducing things in case you haven't noticed, folks. We're really, really good at it. <laughs> All right, then. We're kind of like, you know, the, 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 the husband that is always getting nudged by his wife for never introducing her. <laughs> to his friends when they come up in the grocery store. And it's not really that we have malicious intent, intent or that he does either. It's just, you know, we forget. We get so excited that we forget. We really we really get into it and they're like, oh, hey, man, we got to get together. And the, the person is like, who is this lady with her? <laughs> <laughs> is he going to introduce this lady? And she looks right. like she's trying to jump in. Right. She, she's smiling and standing really close to him. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of this of that that episode with Tina Fey and and John Slattery in <laughs> you know uh, what was it the love uh, um, modern love modern love yeah, yes that. very much she ran across the street <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it. This, that's us we we are him <laughs> right, so let's go ahead and and bring you guys in <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. 
And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming here with you one more time. Graham on this side of Skype, while on the other side of Skype is the fantastically magnanimous co-host of mine. Her name is Jocelyn. Hello, Jojo. How are you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Graham? I'm doing all right. Like, yeah, no, no, no complaint, man. <laughs> I should be, I should be all right. Um, you know, went to Macbeth last night and stuff. But How was that? It was dope. I'm really pleasantly surprised with Opera Carolina. Like, it's really out there for a local, you know, opera company. To tell you the truth, they have, like, some fantastic freaking singers. There's a basso from China uh, that is amazing. The soprano, she seems to be the veteran in the group because most people, most of the actors... And singers last night were, so I think they were starting, but barely starting with the with the company. But the soprano has been with the company since 2014, and she is fantastic. Um, so I was really, really pleasantly surprised with the whole thing. But again, it's Macbeth, so <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you, you know. You could be forgiven for falling asleep a couple of times in between <laughs> one act and another, <laughs> you know, which, you know, I was, I was relieved to see that not only was happening with me and Christine, but, you know, there were some couples in front of us that we thought we should probably just hold their, our hands behind their heads just when they, <laughs> they violently fall back. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It was dope. It was dope. Um, it's wonderful. So this week, <laughs> this week we are uh, discussing the Kominsky method, and you probably will be one of those asking yourself, "What the hell is that?" Because that was always our reaction to whenever we were watching any award show, and the Kominsky method was mentioned. Yes. And I feel like, once again, this is one of those shows that I don't feel Netflix does a great job at putting out there, is it? No, I I really had no idea what it was about. I kind of thought it was, I mean, it is part of the plot that it's two old men bitching at each other, but I really thought that was the entire thing, which it's not. Um, And I couldn't figure out where the Kaminsky part came in or anything. So I was just deeply confused. Yeah, yeah. And so the way I fell in, even though, again, we tend to always gravitate to things whenever we see them winning awards and stuff, right, or being nominated for stuff. But again, there are times where, as we were saying from the beginning, whatever it is that they show you during those award shows, you're like, I'm I'm not impressed by that enough to to want to find out what this show is all about. Yeah, why, why would I watch that? Yeah, yeah. So that was the case with me. Although, again, we should we should have known that there was something to it because of two factors. I don't know much about, you know, Michael Douglas, you know, in a sitcom or whatever. But the moment we knew that Alan Arkin was there and if... If it had come out, for me at least, that this was produced by the creator of the Big Bang Theory, uh, Chuck Lore, and written by uh, Chuck Lore, then I, I probably would have gotten onto it a, a bit earlier. What about you, Jojo? Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Alan Arkin. I, um, I've seen him in other things, but the first time I realized how much I loved him was in Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. The movie Little Miss Sunshine and the character that he plays in that. And that's when I first realized how wonderful he is. But he's he's <laughs> he's so good in this and he plays this character so perfectly. I and I don't I don't even know if the I don't know if the character was like written for him. I know nothing about Alan Arkin as a person, obviously. But yeah. I mean, it's just it's delightful. It's del- he he is your definition of an old crotchety man who's yes. educated and intelligent 
and just fucking tired and fucking morons. <laughs> exactly. I, he has had it up to here with morons. He's yes. not listening to morons. He's had it up to here with moronity. He's de- no. If you're if you're going to be a fucking moron, get out of my face and yeah. go away. And I'm old enough and rich enough that I can do that. That was, you know what? I for a moment I remember he said something. Oh right, when he was told like, why don't you just go back to the office? And he was like, yeah, but there's people there. And I felt that I felt so identified with that, Jocelyn. I did too. I was like, "Good Lord, is it? What does it say about me that I'm identifying with an 80 plus year old white man who's a billionaire?" And he's like, "Why would I go there? There's people there." I'm like, people oh, there. <laughs> I, I completely identify with you, sir. Man, man, man! I was like, "Oh my God, that sounds like me." And I was by myself, so I couldn't even comment on, on it with somebody else. But I just knew that that was me right there, you know. Yep. And it's like, when was the last time you went to the office? Uh, I don't know, about two years. <laughs> and that's the, his name is on the wall. He owns the freaking thing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going. And there's people there. <laughs> there's people there now. But yeah, I mean, this show is beautiful, beautifully written, beautifully uh, performed by um, two perfectly cast uh, people, aren't they? Yes, I, I think I think the entire cast is 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 perfect for the show. But the pairing of Michael Douglas and and Alan Arkin is sublime. Is 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 sublime. <laughs> It really is, and not anything I would have expected. I don't know if they've acted together before or not. I, I didn't do any research, unfortunately. But um, they have great chemistry. And um, even though Michael Douglas in the show is much younger than Alan Arkin, um, they just – you believe them as best friends. And, you know, I, I'm on my little soapbox. There's not enough friendship in television, so it's delightful to see friendship in television. So I, I love I love the insults that they trade back and forth yes. and the genuine infection they have for one another and the fact that even though sometimes they really just want to strangle the shit out of the other one, <laughs> that you know that they're always going to be there for the other one. And I love that. And that, that, that is the closest thing to a real life friendship that we've seen on TV, I, I think. Yeah. And so don't get me wrong. I think that TV, uh, TV has done a beautiful job at, at portraying friendship, longtime friendships and, 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 and go on and on. But the fact is somehow there's a, Something superficial always comes to play in, in, in between that friendship, and it becomes like television friendship at the end of the day. I, I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you are. You are. It's it's too shiny. Right, but this one is, and I don't know. It's because if if it is because age has a lot to do with it, and I've heard that people after fifty become a bit more transparent in that they say whatever they think and they 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 just don't they they just don't hold their tongues and and they just do what whatever they feel like and so maybe that is an element that contributes to a better friendship isn't it yeah yeah i mean it's <laughs> if you're not going to hold your tongue then there's not going to be any secrets between y'all <laughs> so we, i think the next step for us would be to go a little bit into the premise of the show. And you have always done that better than I can, Jocelyn, because I cannot avoid being a spoiler. <laughs> so would you please, there was the, the grace of, of explaining um, in, in the broader sense what this show is about. I will do my best. <laughs> the The Kaminsky Method is about an actor who is played by Michael Douglas, who is also an actor. <laughs> and he is an actor who is kind of a, a has-been, but has become revered for his talents as an acting coach. So he has a studio 
that is named after himself and a book, and it's called The Kaminsky Method. And The Kaminsky Method is his way of teaching acting, his belief behind the art and the craft. And so the the show kind of goes into a little bit about all of his students, because we do get to meet his students. Yes, we do. And the relationship he has between them and his relationship between acting. And then um, Alan Arkin plays Norman Newlander, who is the agent of the actor uh, Sandy Kaminsky. And Alan Arkin is older than uh, Sandy Kaminsky, but they've gotten to be best friends. I think they've been working together for close to 50 years. Yes. You know, the, the Norman Newlander's wife, Mrs. Newlander, is, is she does, she's become friends and, you know, they kind of have like a little, a little family going on there. Yeah. And uh, the show starts with a tragedy and kind of goes from there and shows you the different relationships between the, the sort of misfit little family and uh, including the students, including uh, actual blood relations. But really, it's mostly about the relationship between the Sandy Kaminsky, played by Michael Douglas, and Norman Newlander, played by Alan Arkin. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly summarized, as usual, Jojo. <laughs> I, 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 you <laughs> Thank know, you. I, you know, I'm, I can't say anything else, really, because that's exactly what, what it's all about. It's it it's not even exploring. It's it's basically presenting to you how friendship is done, how real friendship is done. Because the most important thing to realize here is that neither Norman Newlander nor Sandy Kominsky are perfect. And and at times they're a little bit of a mismatch. Yes. But yet I think that's what makes the friendship work. In the main reason I say the I talk about I want to talk about the mismatch between them is because I think for most of our lives, when it comes to friendship, we are looking for a way to shape our friends to what we would want them to be, uh, what we would like them to be, to the way we would like them to be, and we think that's what would make our friendship better, as opposed to. Just coming to the point of like, I accept you the way you are. I will deal with the imperfections without being overly judgmental. And we'll just pick up the pieces every time that we have a break. As opposed to, you're never going to change. Fuck you. Bye bye. So that's that's what I see here. Well, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you because the the character that Alan Arkin plays, Norman Newlander, is is definitely a prickly old man, and but at the same time he's not he's really not an asshole. He exactly. isn't. He's somebody who's had a lot of difficult things happen in his life, and somebody who is going through a lot in his life and looking forward in his life. And he's in his eighties too. Yeah. And that's unabashedly shown, which I think is, is nice too. Like there's no like sugarcoating aging. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and there's, there's, he's, so he's, he's, he's not an easy person to be a friend to, but the character of Sandy Kaminsky is also not an easy person to be a friend to. Right. He's he's a little bit of a flake. Yeah. He means well. Um, he's one of those people who definitely means well, but not anybody that you could necessarily count on per exactly. se. Exactly. There's a little bit of uh, unreliability on him. Uh, yes. In his persona. Yes, which you you don't get that from the character of Norman Newlander. Like you you get the impression from him one hundred percent. If I say I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it. Exactly. I might bitch about it the whole time, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Whereas you kind of feel like Sandy's going to tell you what you want to hear. But so a little bit of a, a mismatch maybe in the friendship there. But I think maybe the plays well off of one another in the fact that that Norman, the the older gentleman, is kind of the rock and the fact that I'm, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And then the flake kind of trying to take some cues from him. 
And then also maybe at the same time, Norman trying to take some cues from, from Sandy and that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have to, maybe I shouldn't take everything quite so personally or quite so literally or quite so to heart, you know, maybe I should let some things go. And we see, we see that we could theorize that Norman is the way he is because of his experience dealing with, with actors who, with artists in, 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 you know, in general. And I think you have to be that way. If you want to look, man, I've told you this, this is what's going to happen. Forget about it. Like (laughs) that's it. Don't, don't bug me with anything else. Don't whine. Don't do like, this is what's going to happen. So you take it or leave it. It it, it takes, I suppose it's the experience of dealing with these kinds of people that will make you, you know, the way Norman, Norman approaches life versus yes. Sandy, who is, before he's a human being, he's an, he's an artist. <laughs> I, I don't yes. know if that makes sense, does it? Yes, so, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and so he's got all of these flaws that are not necessarily him as a person, but it is the personality of an artist the 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 idea that everything i do should be great and when those things aren't great then it's somebody else's fault mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yes it, it, it's 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 that i think athletes and artists have a little bit of that you no know? and and this is where norman sort of like becomes like, as you say, the rock, the anchor, like, hey man, co- come come back down here. Let me yeah. show you reality for a moment. Right. <laughs> and before we get into the cast, let's talk about a bit more about the characters because there are two, three other characters that I, I am fascinated by. Uh, I'm fascinated by the character of Eileen. And, you know, I thought from the beginning that that would be the last we would see of Eileen. But I'm glad that she stuck around, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And also, I like the fact, the relation, the two different relationships that you can see um, between, you know, Norman as a father to a daughter and Sandy Kominsky as a father to a daughter. And it is an amazing thing because one would think that the father who seemed to have done everything perfectly, everything right, could, would, should have the daughter that has it all together. But the reality is life doesn't necessarily see it that way. And that's what we see here. Yeah. And that, the character, that is a reality that we see every day, isn't it? Yes. Yes, very much so. The character of Phoebe, um, I think, is beautifully played by Lisa um, Edelstein. Edelstein. Yes. I think I think that she's very good at it and very. And can I say I was fragile. surprised to see her play that character, though. It was, was a surprise too. for me. I was too. I was surprised too to see her. She's, but she's she's very very good in it, and very believable and very, very fragile and very screwed up and very still afraid of her father. Yes, yes, she's a oh. little girl. When when she's in, around yes. dad, she is a little girl. Yes, she is very much so. In Whereas how to get with Mindy Kaminsky played by Sarah Barker. Sarah Barker. I'm sorry, Baker. You get the almost like she's she's the parent. <laughs> Do you know can, can, and, and, and this true. is a personal note here, the 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 relationship between uh, Mindy and Sandy reminded me a lot of that of my father-in-law and my wife. Mm. She is the one that straightened him up. Like, you know what? Get a grip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, right. and to some extent, it almost looks like Sandy does his best not to be so <laughs> mindy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's the only person that he seems to be afraid of or at least have a, yeah. a certain amount of respect for. Yes, I think he he genuinely cares about her and what she thinks about him. Yes. And, I mean, as an actor, of course, he cares about what other people think of him. Oh, but yeah. it, with her, it goes much more deep. Yes, yes. And so so that was, those are the three, the three characters that 
I wanted to, we, we get so we went into the cast because <laughs> it's a very small cast. Everybody is, else is extra. Fun little guest stars. Yes, yes. Fun little surprises pop up. I, you're like, what? Yes, yes. And and so this show, the first season, and the second season sort of pick up in less than like. Although a year has passed since the first season premiered, but when we're going to the, when you go into the second season, only about a month or so has passed since, and so it sort of pick up right there from where it left. And I have to say this: one of my favorite things about Chuck Lowe's writing is is dialogue. Like no one can be funny by themselves. In his writing, like no, there is nobody who's funnier than the other. Is, right. Is, have right. you seen that? Like when you watch The yeah. Big Bang Theory, there is no one that can be funnier than the other. It's just like they they bounce off each other to be funny. Yes. Yes. One could make the argument that you know Sheldon is the funniest, but that is not true. Without anybody else, without the other characters, Sheldon is just an annoying nerd. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, and, and so if if I make a comparison here, I feel like when you watch if you compare Big Bang Theory with Friends, for example, Joey could be funny by himself. Like the Joey was funny. Like just by him saying how you don't was funny enough. Uh but the rest of the characters had to kind of work with each other. And in in pretty much every sitcom you find that. You find the one person that that is like, oh, this guy can be in the shower and be funny without inter being in, in, in without interaction with anybody else. But mm-hmm. in Chuck Lorre's comedy, humans need human to be funny. And mm-hmm. everybody is equally funny. I don't know if that's if if that's me overanalyzing this guy as as a, a you know a screenwriter, or if there's something to it. I don't know if if if, it's, if only I've noticed this, but that's that's what I think. What do you think? No, I, I agree. Like, it's like everybody plays to each other's strengths. And there's, you know, I don't know, there's not the wacky character. There's not the outside character. There's everybody is, as you said, everybody's there's the same level of funny, like, like the way life is. <laughs> yeah, like, it's almost as if it were a real life improv. <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah, know. there you go. Yeah. Even though it's scripted. But it feels like real life improv. If you went to see to an improv workshop, that's what you would see. Like, hey man, you 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 depend on this other person to to come up with lines. Uh, like, you know, whose whose line is it anyway? Kind of thing. Isn't it? Yes. And so, there are some brilliant moments between Norman and Sandy, thanks to this quality. And one of my favorite is the ludicrous moment. <laughs> oh god that was amazing that was <laughs> Jocelyn I repeated it and repeated it and it was every time it was funnier it, 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 it was wasn't it just wasn't wearing out it was just getting funnier and funnier <laughs> I think this is when I decided okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it right through this show and that, that happened I think in the very first episode in the first few minutes yeah Yep, that's the first episode. Yes, <laughs> my God, this show this show is really funny. So, the cast. Let, let's let's go ahead and talk about it. We, we've already talked about Michael Douglas. For me, it's a it's a very different lens. I'm seeing Michael Douglas in a very different lens here, because you know, in the '90s, Michael Douglas was, you know, drama slash action actor in, 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 you know, all kinds of stuff, like a very serious actor in, I don't remember ever seeing him in comedy, even though you could argue that the war of the, the war of the roses was a little bit of a comedy. Do you remember that? Yeah. 
I I do remember it. I don't remember very much about it, but yeah, it wasn't a very successful movie, but it was a bit of a comedy, if you will. Like uh, it was with Kathleen Turner, who also has a bit of a cameo here. She does. Yeah, um, she does. And by the way, speaking of Kathleen Turner, I know that there's a bit of makeup going on here, but to tell you the truth. In reality, in actuality, Kathleen Turner is not too far from what she what she looks like in the show, right? Um, as, as she was portrayed here, and I think there's there's something going on with thyroid or something like that. Yeah, she's she's sick. She's not well, yeah. and you you can definitely see that in her performance. But yeah, I. <laughs> It's still I, it took surprising. me a little while to recognize her. It yeah. took me a little while to recognize her. Yeah, yeah. And so Michael Douglas, again, for me, is is killing it as Sandy Kominsky. And the most beautiful part of it is that when he needs to get to that, to take from that serious actor that we all know and love, you can see Sandy Kominsky being the acting coach and why he is the acting, the revered acting coach that he is. And even though, you know, the, the theory is that Sandy Kominsky is not a working actor because he probably is not very well liked by some people in Hollywood, as suggested by Norman, it is possible, and I do think, that there is a chance that he's also might be have become a bit too intim- intimidating for other actors uh, because yeah. of because of being who he is, you know, yeah. the the great acting coach that he's become. And some sometimes that's 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 it. I mean, it's not necessarily the the sometimes you know it's not necessarily the lab scientists that win the Nobel Prize, but rather the professor who is just positing theories in a, in a, in a classroom. Yeah. So there's that. Alan Arkin is, if I have to, if I have to say that who's, who's the best, I want to say that, you know, it's the Kominsky method, but Alan Arkin is the man. He is so good. Yeah. He's so good. When, when they're in the car, and and it's in the second season, but when they're in the car and they're yeah. going somewhere and he's 80 and he's doing like 15 in the left-hand lane <laughs> and, 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 you know, somebody, somebody flips him off and he screams at them. And then, you know, uh, Sandy looks over me and he's like, where did that come from? And he's like, I have no idea. I died. I absolutely died. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> It's it's in the second season he's he's kind of getting even funnier because like he'll sh- he'll come up with like for an eighty year old dude like he'll come up with stuff that even Sandy's like did you just say such and such he's like yeah I keep up <laughs> when he said like true that I'm like yes when he what? said true that <laughs> yep, true yeah that. I keep up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's a beautiful show. Sarah Baker, though, what a perfect casting for her. What yes. a perfect casting. And, you know, she's been around for a while. We've seen her on, on, on a, lot of, a lot of things. She always holds her own, whatever character she plays. My first encounter with Sarah Baker, it was another Matthew Perry project that also didn't pan out. It was something about Matthew Perry being some uh, sports talk sports personality that has his own radio show and he broadcasts from his apartment. And then he, he, he went to, to like AA meetings and she, and it was a group of misfits and Sarah Baker was one of the, one of the people. Okay. But whoever decided I'm going to cast Sarah Baker as Mindy, kudos, bravo, bravo, bravo. Cause I couldn't see anybody else doing this. No, me neither. Yeah. She's so good. Yes, Nancy Travis. I I know I know what you think about her because like you, you you texted me like Nancy Travis is so good, <laughs> and and yeah, she's perfect in this. I 
I had, this is terrible, but I'd forgotten she existed. And then, and, and I used to watch, I'm having a, another senior moment, just like in the second series. <laughs> um, I used to watch one of the shows she was on, Becker. We used to watch Becker. She was the love interest on Becker. And I always really liked her and thought she was really funny and like, I don't know, just a, a sweet seeming person. And so when, and when she popped up, I was like, Oh, Nancy Travis, I completely forgot about her. And she's, she's just so good in this and funny and sweet and doesn't take any crap. And I like that. That's, and that's what, that's what most of her, the characters that I've seen her play are like, there are sweet people, very beautiful, noble individuals, but yeah, don't give me that shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's a very no-nonsense no, no kind of person in, in every character she plays. And for me, the most recent thing I've seen her on was, do you remember, I think we've talked about this show that for me started kind of funny and then afterwards it, it lost some of its essence. But yet she's still very funny in it, which is Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. She yeah. is the wife of Tim of the character uh, that Tim Allen plays in the show. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, and, and and so that's that's the most recent thing I've seen her. And again, she's funny. She's like she plays a mom that is like on top of on top of it, and like put everybody in place. And but funny, funny, funny. So I was happy to see her there because I knew that she was going to bring it, and she did yeah. bring it. She did bring it. Yeah. Um, some of the recurring characters are. So who who jumps at you from on these on of of all these recurring characters? Like, well, I was I was surprised to see Jane Seymour, who is still a knockout. Yes. Um, she's just you know pure class. Yes. She so is. it was it was cool to see it to see her, and then I was really surprised to see Paul Reiser, and his character cracked me up. Uh, Martin. Yes, yes, the he boyfriend. plays. Yes, yeah. Paul Reiser, <laughs> he he his character is perfect, and I like the way he looks for the character because he plays like these really a, a artsy type of retired teacher <laughs> who always thought he was the coolest teacher in the world, kind of thing. Yeah, and I have this. I don't know. I don't have the highest opinion of any bald dude with a ponytail. I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was making my fingers itch the whole time. I was like, I need scissors. Somebody bring me scissors. <laughs> as soon as I see I'm like, oh my God, he's playing a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Jane Seymour was fantastic. And, uh, Kathleen Turner, of course, Paul Reiser. And Danny DeVito is, has a, a great little turn in this. Oh, yes. Yes. And he's, he's scary, too. Yes, very. <laughs> the whole you complete me thing was like, oh, my God, if I if I would get up like, yeah, no, mm -mm, no, player. we're not doing this now. Yeah, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, some of the students that jumped at me is the role of uh, Mar Margaret by Melissa Tang. She, yes. she, she had, she had a moment in the show and I was like, wow, wow. She's an actress playing an actress that did a fantastic job at playing an actress. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, there is this dude, whenever he has a line, he's actually really funny. The dude that plays Jude, Graham Rogers. Mm -hmm. I've not, I don't know this guy. Like his face looks familiar. We always have this problem with people, right? That like we, we seem to think that we've seen that them somewhere That guy from else. that thing. Exactly. <laughs> so his face looks familiar, but I don't, I can't tell you where I've seen him before. I know that. His character is funny, and when he has a moment, when he's in front of the camera, you you can feel it. Yeah. Um, the same goes for Lane, Casey Brown. 
the guy that plays Lane. He is also yes. mad funny. Yes, he is. And finally, Eileen, played by Susan Sullivan. Yes. There's something about this lady I like. I, I can't very, quite tell you what it is. Classy. Yes. She's very, very classy and yes. very, um, she's a very cultured voice. Yes. And very, I don't know, sort of unflappable. Like, it seems like you could tell her anything and she wouldn't freak out. She would just be like, oh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get you a box of tissues. It'll be fine. She seems <laughs> like she'd be a great, a great therapist. Yes. Yes. That, that's, that's exactly what she's, you see there. She has a soothing quality. <laughs> yeah, and the way she sits there, like, kind of look at you, sort of non-judgmental, but, like, really? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. judging, yes. but really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to go with? Okay. All right. The, there is another actor that I'd like us to talk about. Because, seriously, it's funny and this is the guy with the fewest line ever in, in any scene that he is. And I'm talking about Alex, the waiter. <laughs> oh, God. He's so good. Ramon Hilario is his name. <laughs> and I'd like to think that this guy is actually really that old. <laughs> but he plays that really good. He really does. <laughs> and I I don't know because he... I don't know. He, he, I'm looking at his IMDb and it doesn't list his, his age. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he's, he, he, his character is, is very enjoyable. In, in the beginning, he doesn't seem to like Norman very much. <laughs> and Norman kind of notices that, oh, so for you, he jumps. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, for you, he runs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, why do they have this guy as a waiter? Like, he looks like he definitely needs to be at a retired home just riding a scooter or some stuff. Yes. But then later I see him bringing Sandy's stuff and he was like, pa, 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 pa. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> there's a difference there. And then, you know, Norman mentions it like, oh, so really? <laughs> Look how fast he's walking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. So let's talk about on season one, all of the guests that we show. It was like a, a, a parade of, of famous people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There We had, um, well, Patti LaBelle was in it. Jay Leno was in it. Yeah. Corbin, Corbin Burnson, who I, I just have a soft spot for him for some reason, was in it. George Weiner, Elliot Gould. Yes. Yeah, I think it was uh, on the first, on the very last few episodes of uh, like episode seven and eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Eddie Money. <laughs> the um, Eddie Money and Freddie Money thing was funny. Oh God, it was good. <laughs> oh, but it's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Everything in the Indian casino was dope. I I, I don't know what else to say, man. Those yeah. episodes were funny, funny, funny. Yes, yes, they were. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Indian Casino. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a couple of people there too that you know there was a moment of sort of like hallucinate hallucination that Norman had, and mm -hmm. some some people showed up. You know, Lainey Kazan. I don't know if you've seen this lady before, but do you remember the movie "You Don't Mess with the Zohan"? Yeah. Yeah. That lady featured very prominently in that movie with, Ad, was it Adam Sandler? Is it Sandler? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was it. So I was sort of surprised to see her there. But then as soon as I saw her, I remember, oh, that's the lady from the Zohan. And uh, who else was there? Uh, there was, there's an appearance of Alison Janney, but I don't know if that's on the second season, because I don't remember seeing her on the first season. She's in the second season. Second She's season. in the last episode of the second season. Okay, okay. And who is Becky O'Donoghue? Apparently, don't know who don't, she is. Don't know. Becky O'Donoghue. Well, apparently she, she's famous, because she's like one of the guests 
there and stuff. Whatever. Bob, o- Bob Odenkirk is in it. That Perhaps. must be the second season then, too. Yeah. Because right? yeah, I, I've, I've left off at second episode of second season, so I have not okay. finished. I finished it last night, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, overall, this is a very beautiful little show. And I think my recommendation to our listeners is not only you should watch this, but also recommend it to other people. Because I think, I think everybody, this, this is not one of those shows that somebody would tell you, yeah, I saw it, but I didn't like it. I, I don't think that that's, you know, that's that kind of show. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know, and I hope, I wish Netflix would do a better job at exposing these shows. But again, when you have a wheel that is turning <laughs> turning as fast as, as Netflix does in putting new shows out every Thursday and Friday, you know, some things fall through the crack, but I'm really worried about that because not everybody is able to discover these good shows without, you know, seeing them flapping in their faces all the time. Right. I suppose that gives us obviously material to to do our podcast because then through us people will discover you know these 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 series but again i ask myself why didn't i know about this or why didn't have better information about the kominsky method right why didn't i have more understanding as to what it was about is it i had no idea that it was a comedy even really exactly exactly for the longest time i thought it was a movie because both of the two guys are are a movie people so i wasn't expecting yeah. to see them in a you know situation comedy type of thing and that's what it is so yeah what else would you say Jocelyn? um i just i think it's a it's a fun show it's um the episode, each season is about eight episodes long, but the I think only the first ones are over half an hour long, so it's not a huge time commitment um, by any means. But yeah, you, you, you're right. Most of these episodes are formatted like for TV, so which would be seven minutes each act in, you know, 24 minutes in total. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, that's that would be like watching a sitcom on TV without commercials. So it goes by obviously much faster. And you could watch, I think, in a matter of three hours or or less. If yeah. you don't stop, you could watch an entire season. And there's there's only two seasons. The second season came out on uh, Thursday this week, and of course we're going to repeat. Is going it's starring. Michael Douglas as Sandy Kominsky and Alan Arkin as Norman Newlander. And then you have Sarah Baker as Mindy Kominsky and Lisa Edelstein, who have some, has some occasional appearances as... What's her name again? Phoebe. Phoebe Newlander. You know what I find interesting? This is a total tangent, but I, I've discovered a lot in television that if somebody's named Phoebe, they always seem to be a drug addict. Is that so? Well, except for like Friends, but <laughs> even she was kind of like flaky and weird. She was kind of weird. But yeah, so I feel like Phoebe is like the TV idea of this is what a drug addict should be named. But in real life, though, most of the Phoebes that I've met are kind of out there, though. I've never known a real a Phoebe in real life. Oh, really? I've never met one. Well, so I've met about two, and I'm not they're not drug addicts, but they're kind of crazy. Yeah, like okay, sort of like similar to 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 friends Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's one of those self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, so yeah, maybe there's something to that, and it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, but I'll just say. <laughs> Somebody knows something in those writers' rooms. <laughs> but right, uh, I think we can leave it there for the moment. We're going to have a sort of a short episode of this. But, you know, watch it. Let us know what you think. We, um, our website has been doing some beautiful things. We, you know, we're keeping up with it. So just in case you don't visit a lot, a lot uh, our website is kickinandstreamingpodcast.com. It's important that you remember that our kicking and our streaming has no G. I see a lot of people, you know, writing me like, hey, man, I'm trying to get to your thing. And, and, and it's not kicking and streaming. It's kicking and streaming. Right? The only G we need is Graham. <laughs> exactly. And we, after that, we ain't our G. <laughs> so on kickinginstrumentpodcast.com you will find all of our episodes when uh, when you just log when you just get to our podcast at home you're gonna find the uh, most recent episodes like uh, at least three of the most recent episodes also we are trying to put out at least once a week a little blog post so this week we we talked about you know switching from letting go of cable and switching to streaming the way we've done so and it's all from experience so there's that who knows what we'll talk about next week <laughs> but <laughs> come and have a look it's it's a very fun i'm actually getting really becoming very very fond of our website <laughs> <laughs> I know you liked it from the very beginning, but I personally was like, eh, kind of on the fence. But now I'm I'm getting really well acquainted with it. <laughs> and, yep. uh, so on social media, what do we have, Jocelyn? We are uh, on... We have the Facebook. Yes. We have the Twitter. Yes. We have the Instagrams. Yes. I don't remember what else we have. We have Pinterest now, too. Oh, we have Pinterest. We do we have, have Pinterest. The Pinterest. <laughs> so <laughs> just do a quick search for Kicking and Streaming Podcast and you will, you'll find all of that. So on Twitter is at Kicking and Streaming. So Kicking, the letter N, extra, no, and streaming. And on Instagram, it's Kicking and Streaming underscore podcast. Jocelyn can be found also on Instagram as... Jocelyn Podcast. Yes, sir. And I am Mr. Puzzetta, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, both on Instagram and also on the Twitter. What else can we say? We've done a very nice, short, little podcast for you. We hope you enjoy it. Yes. Get out there and watch the Kaminsky Method. Do it. Do it and laugh yourself. Laugh, laugh, laugh. This is a good one. All right, then. So for me and for Jojo, this is goodbye, everybody. Bye. You take care now.